This message comes from Jackson. Seek clarity in retirement planning at Jackson.com. Jackson is short for Jackson Financial, Inc., Jackson National Life Insurance Company, Lansing, Michigan, and Jackson National Life Insurance Company of New York. Purchase New York. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. The White House confirms another U.S. attack on Iran-backed Houthi rebels out of Yemen. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby briefed reporters a short time ago. This morning, U.S. forces conducted three successful self-defense strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen. This is the fourth pre- uh, preemptive action that the U.S. military has taken in the past week against Houthi missile launchers that were ready to launch attacks. Kirby also says President Biden has spoken again with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Biden again promoted the need for a Palestinian nation with Israel's security guaranteed, but Netanyahu is rejecting a two-state solution. A grand jury in New Mexico has indicted actor Alec Baldwin on charges of involuntary manslaughter as prosecutors seek to hold him accountable for the 2021 fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. Baldwin was initially charged last year, but those charges were dropped after it was revealed the gun he was practicing with had been modified. If convicted, Baldwin could face up to 18 months in prison. There are only a few days left before New Hampshire's primary election. One takeaway from this week's Iowa caucuses is that white evangelical Christians show no signs of backing away from former President Donald Trump. NPR Sarah McCammon reports... Trump gained support in Iowa compared to 2016. In a contest with several other Republican options, more than half of white evangelicals chose former President Trump. Even with recent victories like the overturning of the abortion rights decision Roe v. Wade, many still see themselves as underdogs in a culture war, says University of Oklahoma sociologist Samuel Perry. And they believe that Trump is the guy who has in the past and and continues to promise to fight for them. For now, all eyes are on next week's primary in New Hampshire, a state with fewer evangelicals and more moderate voters who may be somewhat more open to another candidate. Sarah McCammon, NPR News, Manchester, New Hampshire. The governor of Oregon has declared a state of emergency following a week of deadly winter weather. Oregon Public Broadcasting's Jeff Thompson has the latest. Since an ice storm moved in a week ago, tens of thousands of people across the state have lost power. More than a dozen people have died due to hypothermia, icy traffic crashes, falling trees, and weather-related fires. Three people were electrocuted when a falling branch brought a live power line down onto an SUV in Portland. An expected thaw midweek did not pan out, and another ice storm moved in Thursday night. Dozens of school districts in the state have closed for the fourth straight day. Governor Tina Kotek says the statewide emergency means Oregon will get federal help for power system recovery, as well as emergency road maintenance. Forecasters say it could be at least two or three more days before the ice melts. For NPR News, I'm Jeff Thompson in Portland, Oregon. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up more than 1%. You're listening to NPR News. The housing market had its slowest year in a long time last year. NPR's Chris Arnold reports high interest rates and high prices pushed the overall number of sales down to its lowest level since 1995. It's been nearly 30 years since so few homes were sold across the U.S. The biggest culprit has been much higher mortgage rates, up near 8 percent just back in November. The jump in interest rates that we saw last year, uh, really a shock to the system. Jessica Louts with the National Association of Realtors says a severe housing shortage also pushed prices up to a new record. Builders just haven't been able to meet demand. 
Home builders are being impacted by the jump in interest rates as well. They have to borrow to build and it's become very expensive for them to do so. Still, she says realtors are more optimistic about this year because rates have now been falling. Chris Arnold, NPR News. Days after losing a shot at landing on the moon, the private U.S. company says its lunar craft is back on Earth in pieces. Astrobotic technology says the lunar lander broke apart on a fiery re-entry Thursday over the South Pacific. It was the first U.S. lunar lander in more than 50 years. Separately, Japan's space agency says it is now communicating with its unmanned spacecraft after it landed on the lunar surface just after midnight Saturday, Tokyo time. In succeeding, Japan joins the U.S. and what was then the Soviet Union, China and India in getting to the moon. It's NPR News.